My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is the amazing and talented and just all-around fantastic Sue Detweiler. She is a wife, a mom of six kids, an author, a radio host, and a pastor with over 25 years of experience in so many areas of life, leadership, ministry, education. She is a very popular speaker. I am a huge fan of Sue and just her heart, and she travels all over the country just sharing her wisdom on marriage and family and women and prayer and leadership and all of the things that we love to talk about on this podcast. So super excited to welcome Sue to the show. Thanks so much for being here with Heroes for Her. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So, Sue, we chatted just briefly a moment ago before we got started about um, the first book that I had a chance to to come across in in your repertoire and your arsenal of all of these different resources and things that you do to empower women and 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 all of us. And the book that I that really spoke to me in that early part of motherhood was Nine Traits of a Life Giving Mom, and it was number one on Amazon's new releases um, back when it was released. So, if you haven't checked that book out, I just wanted to briefly ask you about that book because I remember just sitting alone, you know, trying to breastfeed and I had this new baby. And I, I remember reading it and just feeling so encouraged, like, like someone, you know, who had already gone through it and who had, who had a word for me personally about me as a mom, what I was called to do. And I just wanted to ask you where the inspiration for that book came. I know we're supposed to talk about your other book, but can we talk about that book first? I would love to. You know, the inspiration came really because, as I tell my story, my motherhood experience did not start out well. And I struggled, and I struggled so much, and I felt so alone in my struggle that it was a moral imperative to me from the Lord that I needed to write and write it vulnerably to encourage women who are in the middle of the struggle. And and so, um, I am so glad it blessed you. That's exactly what I hoped for. And, and for me, I think since that book, you know, and I've watched, you know, interviews that you've done on Cornerstone. You did an amazing one a couple of years ago, uh, called Parent Child Manipulation, which is, is <laughs> definitely on my radar. Cause I think as moms too, we, we, we walk a really fine line of, okay, I want to guide and direct my daughter to like become who God created her to be. But it's really hard to separate that from our own personal agenda about who they are as people. Um, you know, that chapter has blessed so many women and men. I know that because I'll get um, notes from the husbands as well and the fathers of children. Yeah, we can really cross a line even in our good intent to steer our children in the right way. And we've got to be able to realize that God himself gave our children the power of choice. I love that so much. So I that that's a really great segue into the book we're actually supposed to be talking about today and the one I'm so excited that is releasing in May of this year. It's called Women Who Move Mountains, 
praying with confidence, boldness, and grace. And as somebody, you know, and like I said, lots of moms and parents listening to this podcast who, you know, we want to guide and direct our kids and we want to grow them up into the people that God created them to be. And when you think of that undertaking, that responsibility, it can feel like you're trying to move a mountain sometimes. And even before we start talking and unpacking about your heart for this book and why you were, you know, you felt called by God to write it. I think just the power of prayer in that you, you know, you do have the ability to pray your way through to to guide your children. And what you've outlined in this book is really, really exciting for me, just even as a new mom. So I'd love if you would just kick things off by just sharing the story about why you felt called to write this book. I know there was a story about how, um, you know, you know, prayer saved your own life and the life of your newborn daughter, if you wouldn't mind sharing that story just to get things started. Well, my daughter, Rachel Joy, was only five weeks old when I drove home from vacation one night and I put her in her crib and fell fast asleep myself. And the next moment when I woke up, I could hear her screaming and I was disoriented. I couldn't seem to find her. In fact, I got stuck in a closet and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see and I didn't know what was going on. And finally, I made my way across the room and I lifted the window. And that's when I realized that my house was on fire and I was so disoriented that I couldn't find the way out of my room. And, you know, you probably have thought of this. If a fire happens, I'll do this, this, and this. But what I didn't realize until I went through it is how how much smoke itself disorients your brain. And so I literally dropped to my knees and I prayed the prayer that everyone that is facing death, I think, prays. They pray, help. And by the grace of God, my husband had gone to the church, we're pastors, and he was checking to make sure everything was okay. And imagine how he felt when he drove back up and he saw the house that had been sitting next to us under construction. It had burned to the ground in a half an hour. And the the other houses, the roofs were on fire, and, and he went and he grabbed the fireman and he said, did you get my wife and baby out? And and the fireman looked shocked. He dropped the hose. They ran to the house and a neighbor and my husband got my baby out. And I, I was just in a hoarse voice screaming uncontrollably, um, get my baby out, get my baby out. And finally, when the fireman came to find me, he probably had a probably a really big light, but it looked like a tiny pin light through the smoke. And he just said, come towards the light. And he got me out by the grace of God. And it, it was just one of those nightmare-like occurrences that it really... It didn't stop there. It was like the beginning of a really, really tough time in our life. 
Did you, so from that, I mean, as I'm like even listening to the story in my heart, I feel like someone grabbed my heart and is just squeezing it. Um, did, did you right away feel that prayer was what got you through that situation? I mean, talk about some of your emotions, just going through that ordeal, having to carry on. Like, how did you, I mean, and this book is all about praying with, again, confidence, boldness, and grace, right? Like, did you get there? out of this trap, like, how did you end up there and, and, and be, and think about, you know, how to move forward, I guess. You know what? I, I really didn't at that point. I, I was so frazzled. I, I was a mess, but it was the next morning when we called my mother and we called her to share with her what had happened. And you know how you can feel that soft, that powerful presence of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God, enter into a conversation. And she simply said, oh, you're the ones I've been praying for. And God had prompted her to take the month before that and really fast and pray and meditate on Isaiah 43, which part of that is you will go through the fire and you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. And so in that story, really, it's my mom that was the hero. She's the one that prayed for us. She's the one that that pulled us through. And I, I really believe that I would have died without the power of prayer that my mother prayed for us. Gosh, you, I mean, even just the way that you talk about her, it, it and we all know this and we have, you know, we have examples of this, I'm sure, in our own life. And as people are listening, you can recall these. But I mean, there are key moments that I can think back to where a prayer really did, really did save somebody or really did, you know, you know, alter something because simply because it was asked for. And Mm -hmm. I think let's just back up a moment. So I want to talk about and I want I would love for you to unpack for you you know, what prayer is, what does it look like? What does it sound like? I mean, as you've gone through all this, and you, I'm sure you have yes. so many stories, but just what is what is prayer to you? And, and how is it? I mean, how do you practically live it out? Well, you know, from that moment, I became hungry to learn about prayer. I wanted to be a woman that knew how to pray. And I, I think I went through so many ups and downs with prayer. And I think I went into this, uh, oh, perfectionism, uh, where you feel like you have to pray a certain way and a certain amount of time. And and I, I just want to say, I think that can be a trap for women because it's not about a religious experience. It's about a relationship with a living God. And so for me, shrugging off that religiousness and making prayer real and alive and coupling that with Bible study, because I think we need to know the Word of God in order to know who we're praying to. Understanding who God is, there's got to be a relationship um, with the Word of God. And so I just started getting practical. Um, I didn't have much time with all the babies I had. So when I would blow dry my hair, I'd flip it over, I'd put my Bible on the ground. (laughs) I'd read the Bible when I was blow drying my hair. And people thought, wow, that's strange. But I became 
fiercely devoted to, I've got to make life work with all of these kids so that I can get the Bible and I can get time of, of prayer. And so one of my best prayer times in that season of my life was really putting the kids in a stroller and praying out loud as I walked. That was one of my ways of talking with God and communing with God. And oh, so, and I'm going to ask you about that too, because I, I mean, even in my own Christian walk, like I, and we talked about this a little bit ago, but I, you know, grew up in church, did all the stand up, sit down, like religious things that you would do, but fell away from my faith, came back to it. And, and I personally experienced a lot of real guilt. Oh, I can't, God doesn't want to talk to me. You know, I, what could I say? I, I've made so many mistakes. I mean, I, I could go on and on about how I struggled and continue to struggle with just talking to God, but I'm interested and I, I'm sure our listeners would be interested to know, like, so you put your kids in the stroller, you're walking down the street. How do those conversations go? I mean, what sort of things are you bringing to the Lord? Are you just trying to talk to him about the day to day? Can you walk us through that? You know, I did begin to be strategic. So for example, one of the things I knew I needed to do um, because of my own brokenness and my own pain, uh, I needed to understand who I was in Christ. So I had written down uh, several I am statements, which by the way, they're included in the book. Like, I am the apple of his eye. I'm, I'm chosen and dearly loved. I'm his masterpiece, created for good works. And so I had that written down on something that I carried, and that was one of the things that I meditated on. The other thing that I did at that point, because every season we're going to have different strategies, and I had like a, a notebook and I, I wrote down the names of our family members and I wrote down the names of, and I just walked with that little prayer pad and um, so that it would prompt my mind. And then I think Jesus was the one that gave a model of prayer in Matthew 6. And that was another thing that I just walked with and prayed with and continue to this day where you're giving praise to God, but you're walking through a whole process of our Father who art in heaven, giving hollow to his name, and then going through the process of checking yourself for sin and forgiveness and cleansing and purification and provision. It's all included in that scripture prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And it, it's too bad that many children have learned that, but they've learned it in a religious way, not in a real relational way of how to talk to God. Well, it makes sense too. And it's, I mean, I always felt even growing up, it was like, it's this very abstract concept. And as, as all of us parents are listening going, okay, how do you exactly explain that, that, you know, the living God is someone that our kids can talk to. He's real. He's, he's everywhere. I mean, he's listening every time. I mean, he bends his ear to listen to us. But it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. So it's good to hear just, you know, you can, you can put your kids in the stroller. You can walk with a notepad and just things that come to mind. But this is how you build confidence in prayer and, and just exactly what you, the subtitle of the book talks about boldness and coming to the Lord with really whatever you're, you're trying to, to tell him. But then the, the words that he's got for you, like praying, praying and receiving that. And, 
I want to talk specifically and, and, you know, as we, as we, you know, think about our lives as moms and just as women, there, it's, there's so much of our life that has to do with just noise and busyness and the mess of day to day activities. And there's a really great chapter in this new book that where you talk about learning to pray with peace. It's chapter 10. Mm. Will you talk to us and just talk to our listeners about, how exactly do you pray with peace when, you know, our entire lives are just inundated with noise and, and busy and activities and lists of things to do? <laughs> well, just know I'm walking right with you. <laughs> this is not something that you attain. This is a journey that you walk on every day. And one thing I want to encourage the listeners in is if if you want to grow in your prayer life and you feel stuck or you or, or you feel like it's good but you want to make it better, I really 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 recommend this book. And not only that that you get a couple of women together and you study it together um, because not only does it talk about prayer, but it really takes you through a journey of prayer. So every other chapter is a Bible study um, and, and it leads you on a journey of praying. Um, so learning to pray with peace is something that I think one of the biggest keys that helps me is knowing the Word of God. Um, and I first learned this lesson as a 16-year-old when I was a starter on the volleyball team. And I played middle back, so that meant the first serve would be coming to me. And, you know, you can feel anxious. Well, I memorized the verse, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all. All understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, what and, one thing? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, because we've got to make this practical. When you're feeling anxious in that moment, you're probably doing something. You know, <laughs> you probably have to do something in the middle of it, and you can pray whenever you're doing anything. And bringing the word to mind, you can pray the scripture, and that itself can usher in the peace of God. Oh, amen to that. So I want to I want to ask you a question because I, I've read this book, and I think I mean I love it for a lot of different reasons. But you share so many personal stories. You share, I mean, it does read like a Bible study in some parts, but you've got so many different examples. Not just here's all this information, and you need to study the Bible, and this is you know this is the practical application. The way you've laid it out in the book, it has to do with telling real stories about real people, real people who are in the Bible, real people who are live today. So how did you go about picking and choosing different stories that you thought were really going to impact people for this book? Well, this was God's setup because really it's not like I came to this book feeling like, oh, I know exactly what I want to write. No, there was a lot of labor in this book and the format of the book. There was a lot of seeking God. And so it just plain started by him instructing me to interview some women. Mm. 
And most of these women, they're, they're friends of mine, and they are mighty women. Most of them have books of their own and ministries of their own. And I didn't know their story until I asked them the question. And I was just floored. Um, one of the stories that I was just so surprised by, uh, Marta, who she's been a missionary and a Bible study leader. I mean, she is an amazing woman. And she's sitting there across from dinner with me, and she's telling me that she came to Christ when she was lying on an abortion table. And she just had another abortion. She'd had several abortions. And God spoke to her in that recovery room and spoke to her from the Bible and compared that there were different ones in the Bible that had killed before, Moses, Abraham, Paul, and how God still used them. And so she came to the Lord in that way. And I, I just am so amazed how how God just loves us and he pursues us and he seeks us. And it, it, it certainly is not about us performing to please him. While we were still powerless in our sin, he saved us. Gosh, I think, and, and you know, as we're talking about prayer, it's, it's so closely connected to his word. I mean, and I've yes. been given the advice many times, you know, and I think that's sometimes why we struggle with prayer, right? Because we're trying to do it of our own mind, of our own heart. Yeah. We're trying to have this conversation without using God's word as the tool that they are. I mean, his word is alive and it, speak to, it speaks to us and all of the truths and promises that are in that book can be prayed, I mean, over ourselves, over our families, over our marriage. I mean, we can go on and on, but I think the, the biggest takeaway from what you're talking about is, yes, sharing these stories, but figuring out exactly what words God wants to speak into your life, because he's so faithful to do that. But... um the transition, I think, for us right now is to talk about, you know, specific scriptures. So, so mom's listening to this podcast right now and she wants to figure out, okay, I want to take prayer to the next level. I want to, I want to learn how to connect to God and, and, you know, get my family, you know, on the track to, to grow closer in connection to him, to understand his plan and purpose, just to be in that relational, loving relationship with God. What are some specific scriptures? Where is, I mean, if she's looking at the word of God going, oh, where do I start? You know, what are some specific scriptures that, that you think she can use to pray over her family, her husband, her kids? Well, the Bible becomes her sword. I mean, she's going to be a woman that, that, and, and first off, and I do believe I'm speaking to a specific woman. I'm just going to say to you, you're going to be able to learn the Word of God. Don't be intimidated if it sounds like everyone else knows it and you're just getting started. Just ask God for one verse that comes alive. It, it jumps off the page. It means something to you. And, and take that one verse and meditate on it. And because God, by His Holy Spirit, can be so specific for your season, your time, the verse that you need. Um, and 
I do have a whole bunch of resources and beginning May 2nd, there'll be even more on my website, which is com. So I've got free downloadables about that are, are written that you can pray over your family. I've got scriptures there. I also have places for you to begin to journal your prayers. And I think there's a lot of people that have found breakthrough in praying for themselves and their family by just simply taking the time to write the prayer and then listen to God and and make it come alive um, by the power of His presence. So I'm not sure if I answered your question. Um, uh, I I think the word of God is to be so specific. I, I really like this because you've broken it down. And a lot of times I think, I, and I'm very guilty of this. You know, I get so concerned with what am I going to say? Let me write down what I want to tell God that that second half of listening and sitting and being still and quiet and, and waiting for a word from him. He's so faithful to do that. But I think a lot of times, and, and again, busy moms, right? Like we're, we're just mm-hmm. in this, you know, light, you know, this time of packed schedules and just things come up and it's hard to carve that time out. But when it does get carved out, it sometimes it just happens with that first step and not that second one. So it's not enough to just be praying and talking from, 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 you know, from it being sourced from you. You've got to sit. And, and listen and, and really make that connection to God and know that it truly is that two-way back and forth communication. And one of the, ga- the ways that God wants to communicate with us is through scripture. I believe that. And, and I first learned this when I was in college and I was waking up with dreams. And part of it was I was trying to gain healing from sexual abuse and and sometimes things come to the surface and so things were coming to the surface when I was in college and um, they had a quiet place there where (laughs) you could go and sit in these little rooms and so I took a journal and I you know I was writing down my dreams but then I was also coming to God and, and just really talking to him you know where were you why did this happen to me? And and just the um, the amount of love that when I stopped and took a pen and wrote what I felt like he was saying to me, it was like he wrote his own love letter to me. It it was so beautiful and I really was healed through that process of prayer. That that was so powerful. Um, and I, I believe that for all of us, we have these areas of brokenness in our life and we get stuck, you know, it, it, it rejection. I, I don't know a woman that doesn't struggle with some form of rejection or all those different things that come up in situations, jealousy, um, just hurt and wounding and brokenness, sadness, and realizing that both the Word of God and communion with the Word brings healing to your heart and your soul, and then also transforms your mind, how you think about things through the power of prayer. 
for everybody listening, if you need to just back that up and rewind and play that again over and over throughout your day, I think what Sue is saying is just so important for our adventure in faith and as as moms and the mentors of this next generation coming up behind us th- this is our calling and and part of our greater purpose is to just step into this relationship with God and and build that prayer life and that connection with him the one that he really desires to have with us sue thank you so much for being here i can't believe we have to wrap up um, I'm going to give you a chance right at the end of the episode to just let everybody know where they can find you and the best place to just check out more about what you're doing. But before we wrap up, we do something at the end of each episode, and it's called The Scoop. It's three rapid-fire questions. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Perfect. Okay, here we go. So question one. <clears throat> Obviously, our podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love highlighting real heroes. When you were a, a little girl, who was your hero? Miriam. Oh, we talk about Miriam all the time at my house. So Rooney is obsessed with the story of <laughs> Moses and she loves how Miriam sneaks like through the reeds and pays attention to her baby brother and just makes sure everything's okay with him. <laughs> she loves Miriam too. I oh. do. And, and the fact that she danced <gasps> and rejoiced and, and by the way, every listener should know that in every chapter, we highlight a woman from the Bible. So if you're really wanting to have those heroes, every chapter we have a woman from the Bible highlighted. You know, Isn't we love that, awesome? that. Obviously, Bible <laughs> Bells, we love heroes. Everything yeah. we do is, is about like identifying positive role models, real heroes. So we're like so excited about that. Um, oh, I love that Miriam is yours. I can't wait to tell Rooney that. She's really going to be excited. <laughs> Okay, second question. <clears throat> what is a piece of advice that you've received that impacted your life in a powerful way? Enjoy the journey. No explanation. So, I love it. Yeah, keep going. That sounds so simple, doesn't it? It really came from my husband. And my husband, you know how opposites attract. So we're very different. And I think we were all driving in a car together trying to get someplace. And I, I was constantly wanting to get there. And he just turned to me and said, enjoy the journey. And and you know when the power of God is backed up behind what somebody said. And I, I really, I pondered that and I really felt like God was speaking to me that if I don't enjoy every day the presence and the beauty and the joy of it, and I'm always looking towards the future, then I'll miss the beauty of today. So I think that's a good word of advice is enjoy the journey. That's a beautiful sentiment. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? You know, I think we have a super secret power, a superpower. You know, because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives and dwells in me. Um, I think the power to bring healing in people's lives healing body, mind, soul, and spirit. And I do believe we've been given that ability to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and bring healing to people's lives. 
Sue, I can't believe that our time is up. Last time, where is the best place for people to find you online so they can learn more about what you're doing, find out what you're up to, and all the details about the book launch? Well, if you know how to spell my name, you'll find me really easily. (laughs) My first name is S-U-E. My last name is D-E-T-W-E-I-L-E-R. And if you know that, I'll pop up everywhere. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and my website, sue.weiler.com. And I think just look for... There's going to be just a lot of resources around this book that are free, downloadable. Um, but also, please connect with me, comment. I'm very active. It's me that's responding when you message me or tweet. Um, and I just, I love people. And if there's any way I can help you, I'm available to you. So thank you so much for being here. We'll be putting all the links to everything you're doing online just to allow people to connect with you up on our website, BibleBells.com and um, on our social media. So we just appreciate you being here and thank you so much for being part of this podcast, Heroes for Her. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let